You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at 2 Kings chapter 3. Hallelujah. If you're in a page Bible and you're not sure where 2 Kings is, just find 1 Kings. It's the one after that. You're right in the right place. We have been talking about the anointing. And in our morning sessions, this is why I encourage us to come to the mornings and evenings because I want to build on what we've learned in order to step into the power of it. And in the evenings, we trust God for the release of that power. And that's why you'll notice in the evenings, there's a move of God, there's anointing, there's flows, that miracles, healings take place because God's desire is that no one, number one, God would have that none should perish. So we understand that salvation is paid for by the cross of Jesus, that whoever hears the word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But not only that, he bore every sickness. He carried every disease, every pain, every sorrow. He took it all to grief, destroyed it on the cross. In fact, the word says he became a curse so that the entire curse can be destroyed so that anyone who calls on him will be blessed. He became poor, even though he was rich. He became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich. And we saw this morning that we are blessed with every blessing, every blessing. And so we want to move into that. And I know what it's like in today's society, particularly at the moment, we know that South Africa is under severe oppression. We've seen it particularly financially. I know many people have been struggling because our interest rates are quite high. Uh, They're not at the highest ever, but it's high to a lot of people who, you know, particularly younger people who don't, who are now recently bought homes just as, you know, the interest rates were low and that sort of thing. Uh, Maybe we overextended ourselves, overbought, whatever, but now there's financial pressure. It could be that uh, you know, you're struggling to meet the bills, struggling to pay the bond, struggling to get through. Maybe it's a physical thing because of COVID. A lot of people were hit hard with that. And then there's things that happen after that. It could be just through everything slowing down, you're struggling and battling. Maybe your business is under pressure. And sometimes it can feel like you just dried out. How many know what that feels like? Does, and you know, when you just, uh, you, you've prayed all you can pray, you've confessed all you can confess, it's like, what more? Come on, have you ever had that, that concept? What more? What do I do? And we've learned this morning that we've already been blessed with every blessing. That the very same anointing, the Holy Spirit, which made Jesus the anointed one, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. That same anointing dwells within us. And we have the right and privilege to call on that anointing. And yeah, we see in two kings, what had happened was the king of Israel had, he, he was just, you know, rebellious and wasn't serving God correctly. And as a result, he was, They landed up walking in the curse. God did say, I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. But if they reject God, well, that's the curse at work. And so uh, Moab had decided to come and attack them. And so he managed to get call on King Jehoshaphat, who we know is an honorable man. 
and he was serving God, king of Judah. At that time, there were two separate nations, Israel and Judah. And they came together and he called for an alliance. And he says here in 2 Kings chapter 3, the king of Israel went to the king of Judah and to the king of Edom. And they marched on that roundabout route seven days. And there was no water for the army, nor for the animals that followed them. Now, you know that an army will run on its stomach. You want to make sure your soldiers are well fed and well watered so that they're able to fight. But now there's this drought happening and there's no water anywhere. And the king of Israel said, Alas, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Now you can hear there's no faith there. He's saying, you know, I called on all these, the king of Moab, the king of uh, Judah, and now we all come together and God just brought us together so Moab can destroy all of us. Now you know that violates God's covenant. Come on, say amen. amen. Verse 11, but Jehoshaphat, see, he is a man of God. Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And so one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here who poured water on the hands of Elijah. Now, what's he talking about? He's talking about serving. Just keep your marker here and come with me to 1 Kings. That's the book you found first. So now you know where we are. Look at verse 19 in chapter 19. 1 Kings 19 verse 19. And what happened here was Elijah departed from there and he found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him and he was with the 12. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. What's a mantle? That mantle is a coat. It's like a jacket. But when you, when you study it out, you will find out that that represented the covering, represented the anointing. Remember, under the old covenant, they were not born again. So the Holy Spirit could not dwell within them. That's why Jesus said to the disciples that as much as Jesus was anointed, when he spoke to the disciples, he said, when I go, I will send the Holy Spirit. Not only will he be with you, but he will be in you. Up to that point, they only understood with. And so God would anoint the, the prophet, the priest, and the king with anointing that would come on them. They were not born again, so they couldn't have the anointing within them. And so because they were men of the natural, natural mindset, uh, God would use contact points. And so they couldn't think of the Spirit as a, as a being, as the Holy Spirit, as a person, and that He's with them, but they would have like anointing oil. They would pour that oil over them, and that tangible feeling gave them the impression in their flesh that they could trust that when they needed God, He would be there. And so sometimes they would do that, and then other times it would be like, yeah, with Elijah, he had his jacket. As far as long as he had the jacket, the anointing was in that, that was his contact point, and he was happy, he's anointed as a prophet. Now, he comes up to Elisha, and he recognizes there's a call on this young man's life, and he needs to propagate this forward, and he takes the jacket, that mantle, which signifies the anointing, and as he walks past Elisha, he throws it on his shoulder, 
And the impression is that he just walked past. In other words, I don't have to say anything. I'm just throwing the jacket on your shoulder and he keeps walking past. That's critical It's un- to understand something here. Verse 20. Elisha left the oxen and ran after Elijah. So you can see Elijah's walked past. So he's got this mantle and he runs up and he recognizes he's been called, but he says, please let me kiss my father and my mother, then I will follow you. So he says, okay, I'm called to follow you, but I'm gonna go home first. And so Elijah said to him, go back then for what have I done to you? Almost like, have I missed it? Have I called you before the time? Because evidently, what's calling in the world is more important than the call that's on you now. And so, Elisha turned back from him. He took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. What's he saying? I apologize. If I'm called, I'm giving everything up. I'm giving my farm up. I'm giving my farm equipment up. I'm giving up everything. If you've called me, I'm giving it all up to follow you. And then he arose and he followed Elijah and became his servant. Now, sometimes when we read servant, we can think of it in terms of either slave or someone that is, is, you know, just cleans up after him. But when you study it out, you'll find out that what he's talking about here, yes, he did help him. He did clean up. He did do everything that needed to be done. Now, this is much more than just carrying his, his briefcase. He gave his life for this man's ministry to be a success. Now you will see, as we keep going, you'll understand what what I see is a man, he sees that mantle. When he he felt that mantle on him, he knew he was okay, I'll come, but let me finish my, my personal life first. But when the anointing comes, seek first the kingdom of God. And, and sometimes people say, yeah, but it was his father and his mother. Didn't Jesus say, even when the disciples said, we forsake, forsook all and followed you, Jesus said, all right, you gave up fathers, you gave up mothers, you gave up land, but I'm telling you that because of that, you will reap a hundredfold. God's not asking you to give up at the cost of that thing. He will always get it back to you multiplied over. You get a hold of that, you have no problem with the sacrifice. But also, what if it never comes back? I don't care. Because the call is more important. The anointing is more important. And so he sees that and he recognizes it. And I'm sure he felt when that jacket hit him, there was power in that thing. You'll see just now that that Elijah used that to open the water with his power in that presence. And so what's he doing? He's thinking, uh, if, 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 if I wash his clothes then whatever anointing's in there, I can keep pulling on it. You see, as long as I'm close to the man, uh, you need your shoes polished? Give them your eye. I'll polish them. I'm pulling every anointing from every... You, you're, there's anointing in your socks. Let me wash your socks because I want, I want every little piece that I can get. This man wanted what's on this man's life. Have a look at, 
at, at 2 Kings chapter 2. In 2 Kings chapter 2, now Elijah is heading for leaving the planet. He's aware his ministry is coming to an end. We don't have time to read everything, but as he goes through various towns, and every one of those towns has significance. It would do great if you take the, the Hebrew words and study them out. We've done it before. Uh, I don't have time tonight, but every one was a significant moment. And every one of them, somewhere, the prophets in that town told Elisha, your master's been taken from you today. And they said, stay with us. Uh, the ministry's coming to an end over there. Come over here. Now, I don't know if any of you have had that kind of invitation. I know I have. God called us here, and I've had many times. There was, there was a church in the United States uh, in the town of Dallas, someone we knew, and their father had passed away who pastored the church, and he was the evangelist. He called us, and one, one day, and when he called, it was like the middle of the night for us, and uh, he said, you know, you know my father's past. Yes, he says, well, uh, we just want to give you the whole church, everything. It's got a dream center. You just come over, and you just pass to the church. We'll, we'll give it all to you. And that time, we still believe in God for our own property. Come on. We're still believing for our own property. And we can go over and have a fully... And, and, and listen, when you're talking about church building in the United States, you're talking about top quality. Everything's the sound equipment. Everything's done. Everything's paid for. And all you need to do is come and pastor. Just there you go. Don't you know that that's inviting? It is if you're in the flesh. Took me all of five seconds. Let me pray. No, I never heard that. That is not the Holy Spirit. I know what He's called me to do. And I don't care. Yeah, but what about? I don't care about what about what ifs. No, until God says otherwise, I'm going to do this. I sacrifice the oxen. I sacrifice the, the, the goods. Janine and I gave up a life of pleasure, of definite, guaranteed wealth where I was headed for in the natural, in the secular environment. And we had to give that up because God called us to the ministry. You think I'm about to give it up again? Now because I get a more attractive, yeah, but this is the ministry. No, 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 no. I know where God's called me. And I need to be where God put me. I don't care even if it's just to drive down the road to another building. Because someone, come over here, there's one of the anointings in this house. Excuse me? Where two or three are gathered, he's there. God put me in this house. This is the house I belong in. How many you say amen to that? See, I'm not attracted by the prophet or a more noisy or a more flashy. That's all irrelevant. Those are nice to have, but where's God called you? Where has he placed you? And yeah, those prophets are saying, stay with us. He says, no, 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 I'm going with my master. And Elijah picks up on this. I believe that this is, you know, you can read it here and it's not said explicitly. So if you don't agree with this, that's fine. We can still be for friends. But I really believe that Elijah was seeing this. And remember, why I'm saying this is what I believe is because by, by revelation, Jesus did a very similar thing with his men. When, remember, he said something that was challenging and the Bible says from that day on, not many disciples walked with him. They all walked away. They all decided to go somewhere else. He didn't turn to his staff and say, no, you stay. No, where do you think you're going? 
They may be going, but you stay. No, he turns to them and says, do you also want to go? Open the door. There, go. Go. And the disciples, where would we go? That question alone tells me that they thought about it because they said, you're the only one that teaches the Word. Oh, so you've listened to other tapes. You're the only one teaching the Word. Uh-huh. So on that understanding, yeah, Elijah, look at verse 6, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 6. Elijah said, stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. So these guys are calling you, stay. And he said, Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. That's after his master opened the door and said, stay. He says, uh-uh, wherever you go is where I'm gonna be. Now, you know he has an agenda. So the two of them went on. And the 50 men of the sons of the prophets, they're still following them, stood facing them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, struck the water. That's the anointing at work now. And it was divided this way and that. The two of them crossed on dry ground. And when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what may I do for you before I'm taken away? Family, there is qualification when you understand your calling. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Not your own agenda. And so Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. What's he talking about? The anointing. I want twice the anointing that's on your life. So he said, you've asked a hard thing. See, family, everybody wants the flashy lights and the microphone. Don't realize there's a calling. There is a hard thing. It's not something you just decide to do. The Word of God says that there will be greater judgment on those who teach the Word. Why? I'm not only, we all judged on our own lives, personally. You'll stand judgment before Jesus based on what you did. I stand judgment based on what I did in my life and what I led you to believe. See, a lot of men of God don't know that. They don't, well, they don't believe it. Because some of the junk that I hear, I think mean, you're going to tell that and stand in front of Jesus and say, you said. I've told you before. You want to challenge me on any doctrine, you're going to get two, three, four, five scriptures. Why? That's not just to make sure you got the right word. It's because I know I'm going to stand in front of Jesus one day. And you say, Alan, you taught the, the, the Bay Christian Family Church this. Yes, sir. How dare you? Why did you teach that? I say, Lord, you said. Not Pastor Theo told me. 
Oh, you said. Yeah, it is. It's written. Now, if you had an issue with your it is written, then you should have put the except for the bay. But he didn't. So if he said whosoever, you whosoever. The bay is whosoever. So I'm going to teach whosoever. Whosoever, put your hand up. Say, that's me. Amen. So I, I make sure whatever we teach is founded in the Word of God. Because we have to be accurate. Hallelujah. So it's not an easy thing to walk with the anointing. There's a tremendous responsibility for it. It says you've asked for a hard thing. However, nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you. In other words, this relationship is till I'm gone. It's not temporary. If you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. If not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire, separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes, tore them into two pieces, and he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. Isn't that amazing? As Elijah was going up in that chariot, he threw that mantle back. That anointing is not for heaven, it's for here. And he struck the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. And thus his ministry began. Now, I don't have time to go and look at the detail. You get studied out. You count up the miracles of Elisha, the recorded miracles. They are twice the amount of the miracles that you see in Elijah's life. He's walking in what he called on and he believed for. But notice he was faithful to the moment it was handed over. So come back to 2 Kings chapter 3. Now you understand what he means by he poured water on the hands of Elijah. That whole deal that we've just spoken about here. And so Jehoshaphat said, verse 12, 2 Kings 3 verse 12. And Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with Elisha. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said to the king of Israel, what have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, no, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hands of Moab. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not even look at you nor see you. But now, listen Bring me a musician. Family, there's something about music. There's something about singing. The Holy Spirit loves singing. It's His nature. It's His nature. How many of you sense when we sing really, I'm not just talking about singing words from the screen. When you are intimately involved with worship, how many of you sense the atmosphere changes? How many of you were here for our night of worship? 
See, we didn't even have to preach, didn't have to do anything. What happened? The anointing, what's that? The Holy Spirit, has, he, he, is so, he loves worship. I really want to encourage you, family. Even in your, in your, at, in your own private time. Some people say, but I don't know how to sing. Try it in the shower then, because there, there's your own little sound booth with, you know, enhanced echoes and, and, and you know, white sound and... It, But listen, you don't have to sing in tune. The word says make a joyful noise. Just make noise. Just make. And, and here, here's the thing. How many of you, you know, when you hear some artist sing and then you try and sing it and then people say, no, rather whistle. You know? What are they saying? You're not getting the song. But how do you know I'm not getting the song? Because it's written a certain way and I may not be able to hit those notes. But here's the thing. The word says, sing a new song. So however you sing it, that's right. See, if, if you sing it, it's a new song. You're singing in tongues. It's never been heard before. That's the right way. You're the artist at that moment. Then you get a musician and they come and clean it up and make all the notes balanced. No, that's not how it's sung. It's, it's, it's sung this way. You're wrong now. Sing your own new song. Come on. Amen. Because here's the thing, family. I don't care how false you think you may sound to the ear of a musician. I don't care if you don't, can't even keep beat. You're singing to three beats, then you sing to four, then to two, then to, and you just sing to sing, sing, sing. The Holy Spirit hears a beautiful noise. He loves it that you're singing. Come on, how many of us are parents here? How many of you ever been to a school concert and they get up to sing? Like, That's better than any artist ever. Amen. You clap louder than you do for any other concert you went to. Daddy loves it. Family, the Holy Spirit is something when you worship Him, the presence of God fills the place. And so notice, you want me to prophesy? Bring me a musician. Verse 15. And then it happened. When the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. Everybody say, the hand of the Lord. What's he talking about? The anointing. This is the anointing. The hand of the Lord came upon him and he said, thus says the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. Dig troughs in the ground. Why? <laughs> There's a lot of water coming. And the Lord said, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. This is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. This is a simple matter. You don't understand how bad it is. Just prepare the ground. The anointing will take care of it. See, too much of what we try to fix is in our own ability. I need, I need a bigger job. I need a bigger job. I need a better uh, salary. I need, I need a, maybe, maybe I go to another country and I can get more money. Maybe if I go, no, 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 stop, stop. 
take out something to sing with. If you plug in a CD with some music and just sing along with it, it doesn't matter. Just start to worship. Trust the hand of the Lord. Nothing is too difficult for our God. It's a simple matter. Just prepare the position. This may be dry ground. And you keep reading the next day, water just flooded that place. Where did it come from? The Holy Spirit. Everybody say the hand of the Lord. Now, this Elijah, uh, Elisha is who we're talking about. 2 Kings chapter 13. Now listen to this. This man pursued the anointing, pursued the calling, the hand of the Lord, had the mantle, the anointing, twice what Elijah had. He's walking with this anointing consistently. Then Elisha died and they buried him. And the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. And so it was, as they were burying a man, they suddenly spied a band of raiders. So they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. You're getting what's happening. They're carrying a dead man. They're gonna go bury him somewhere. And next moment, these raiders come riding and they wanna hide and they, they're scared. So they take this man and they need to dump him somewhere and there's Elisha's tomb, and they just throw the body in there. Get rid of it, and we can hide. And as they put the man in the tomb, the man was let down. He touched the bones of Elisha, and he revived and stood to his feet. That anointing still in those bones. I mean, that man was so anointed. He's gone on to heaven, but that anointing stayed. See, the anointing's not for heaven, it's for the earth. Now, evidently, Elisha didn't hand on. I mean, he had Gehazi and his other guys, and they all wanted to do stupid things with anointing, so they didn't qualify. So he couldn't pass it on. But because it wasn't for heaven, it was for the earth. When he died, he died with that mantle. But it was so powerful. He's lying there dead in the grave. He's in heaven, bodies down there, bones, dry bones, dry bones, dry bones. Talk about being anointed to the bone. And they throw this dead man and bam, that anointing brings him back to life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Family of God, that's old covenant. You and I have a new and a better covenant. That anointing is tangible. The anointing is transferable. The anointing is at work even when you don't even expect it to be. You getting this? Those dry bones brought a man to life. Watch this, Ezekiel chapter 37. 
This is Ezekiel speaking, verse one. The hand of the Lord came upon me. <laughs> That's the anointing. And brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Everybody say bones. bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. This wasn't just dry bones, they very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And so he answered safely, oh Lord God, you know. How <laughs> many you know when God asks a question, he's not looking for information. He's positioning you. So again, he said, prophesy to these bones. Notice, he didn't say stand back and watch. The word of God has been put into your mouth. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. The spirit of faith is having believed, I speak. Prophesy. Say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. Cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a, no, a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together. The toe bone came to the foot bone. The foot bone came to the ankle bone. The ankle bone came to the knee bone. Hear the word of the Lord. Bone to bone, bone to bone. And indeed, as I looked, the sinews and flesh came upon them and skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. And so I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Family of God, are you ready to prophesy to your valley of bones? I don't care what the devil's stolen. I don't care what he's taken. I don't care how dry it seems, how dead it seems. We no longer call him, oh God, I don't know what to do. God, when are you gonna move? God says, I've given you my word. Take my word, put it in your mouth and prophesy to that dead body. Prophesy to that dead business. Prophesy to that dead marriage. Prophesy to that dead relationship with your children. Prophesy to the deadness of your spirit that I'm so tired, I'm so run down. Prophesy, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Don't forget His benefits. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, who's redeemed me from destruction. He's blessed my life with overflow. Prophesy.
Why are you moaning, complaining? That is not the voice of faith. Take that word. Speak. That bank account, it seems to be choked every month. Speak to that thing. You come alive. Money, come. I have a right to call it. Why? I've got seed in the ground. He said, if I would bring the tire, the windows of heaven are open, and he'll pour out a blessing. You heard tonight where Pastor Danny said, then speak. Lord, your windows are open. Bless us. He said, call on it. And you can't tell God what to do. I'm not. I'm telling him what he told me to say. He said, put me in remembrance. You think he's the old man that keeps forgetting? We will remind him what his word is? No, he needs you to prophesy. You are the prophet. You the prophet of your life. You the prophet of your business. You the prophet of your family. I don't care how long they've been dead. That's not even calling Lazarus out the tomb. He's only been dead three days. Maybe he was in a deep coma. Give me a break. He was already stinking. These bones were dry. Uh Uh-uh. Very dry. Those are the bones when you walk on them, they break. But the word, when the hand of the Lord is upon you, you speak from an anointed position. You're speaking anointed words. And there's a rattling. I hear a rattling. I hear a rattling. I hear a coming together. I'm hearing bone coming to bone. I'm hearing bone coming to my I see sinews. I see you alive. I see you full. I see you full of joy. Come on, stand to your feet. Start, just start declaring. Just give Jesus praise. You speak. Speak. You speak. You know what needs life. Don't wait for me to tell you what to say. You know what needs life. You're looking at that valley. You're wondering, can they live? Can these bones live? I don't know, God. You tell me. No, God's telling you, speak. Speak. Be the prophet. Be the prophet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, life, family, life, 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 life. That dead womb, speak to it. Womb, God designed you to bring forth children. Now, bring forth that child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, it's, a, it's, it's another dimension of living that a lot of people, yeah, we've been talking about it for a long time. But a lot of people don't understand this. That word of faith, you can't tell God what to do. Again, he told us. There's Peter walking to, it was prayer time and he's going to the temple. The man at the gate, beautiful, calls on him for some money. And he says to him, I don't have any money with me. But what I do have, I give you. Pick up your bed and walk. In the name of Jesus. What's he saying? I'm speaking by the hand of the Lord. He didn't say, God, please heal him. Let's see if, if, if God will do something here. 
You say, pick up your bed, walk. See, when you understand you're anointed, you are speaking on behalf of God. Too many of us are like in the name of Jesus. Do I have permission to say this? Will you move in the name of Jesus? That's with the wrong understanding. An anointed person speaks. That's what Jesus was demonstrating. Goes to a tree, doesn't give him what he wants. It's not lied to him. No one eats fruit from you ever again. And walks away. See, the confidence of speaking. There's a storm. Peace. Be still. It's just the confidence there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this isn't something you throw out and hope happens. You speak knowing it's done. Amen. Just lift your hands in His presence. I have a sense in my heart And over this last period, there's been a tremendous attack against marriages. I don't doubt it, because I know how the enemy works. This whole movement to discredit men, that women should be replacing men, I don't have time to teach it, but just hear me. Women were never called to be equal with men. But that doesn't mean you're less. If women were men, you wouldn't need men, and then women would be able to self-procreate. Men to be different, not weaker. Doesn't give men right to dominate. But every one of us are called to a place. There's a purpose to our calling. Even your gender, God has assigned for a particular calling. And this whole move to try and discredit it is to corrupt the family. Whole move to legalize sex working, prostitution, is to diminish the family, to break families. This whole attack against gender, it's to destroy family. Because that's God's foundation. And so for those that reject all these things that are happening in the world, well, he's still going to try and take out the family. That's where he attacks the marriage. Family, it's it's, it's time that as the body of Christ, we make a quality decision for Christ's sake. For the anointing. There will be no strife in this household. Because there's those little digs, those little strife, that, that's what's anti the anointing. That's what's going to break it down. So you just got to say, yeah, no more, not in this house. 
It's a decision we make. Janine and I made a quality decision. Divorce is not even a word tolerated. We will not do it. We will not talk about it. So there has been attack against marriages. Don't think you're the only one. I know what's wrong with my marriage. No, there's an evil one out there. There is an enemy trying to break that down. So just tonight, make a decision. Thus far, no further. Put it down there. Who God has put together, no man will separate. Never mind no devil, no demon, nothing. Love is a choice. But I don't love her anymore. Excuse me? Love never fails. Love never fails. It's a decision. So if you are standing near your spouse, just grab hands. Darling. And if your spouse is not with you, just stretch out your hand that you think they're in the direction of. And let's say this together. Say, Father, Father you, are God, you are my God. You are our God. I don't care how we came to be together. We're talking about our spouse now. Say, I don't care how we came to be together. Because I've heard someone say, I don't know if God called us because we, we got married before we were saved. No, you, got, you were saved when you were married and God kept you together. He saved you together and He's quite happy with you being together. So that's why I'm saying, I don't care how we came to be together. I do know this. This is the one you've made me one with. We are one. One in spirit. And we are one in the anointing. The anointed one dwells within us in our marriage and we refuse the antichrist, the anti-anointing. Whatever tries to come between us, we destroy it now and we speak to this marriage. We speak unity into our home, into our relationship and again, this relationship lives Loves, loves. Our relationship is alive in Christ. Better than our honeymoon days. Hallelujah. 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 You believe that? I speak life to these marriages. Unity. 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 Come on, lift your hands and praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now you prophesied it better than your honeymoon.
They're still on honeymoon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Those that are struggling have been struggling under the pressure of debt, a house bond that may be overwhelming at the moment, multiple accounts. Listen, Janine and I had accounts that I, I lost count of. You name a store, we had its card. I know what that feels like. But God delivered us from every one of them. I had somebody ask me, how did you do it? <laughs> if I had to sit down and work it out, I don't know. It was the hand of the Lord. All I can tell you is we honored God. We honored His tithe. We sowed our seed. And we spoke. I spoke every, every month to every account. As I was filling out that check, I spoke. I said, this debt is dead. It's gone. And we saw God move supernaturally many, many times. Hallelujah. And all that's left is something on our house. And that's done as well. That's, uh, don't be jealous when that's paid off as well. Celebrate. Why? I've been speaking to it. It's done. I have it. Amen. That's why I declared. There's a day Janine and I, we will tithe one million rand. Work it out. What's got to come to me to do that? Why? Because that's my heart. That's my desire. You can do it too. So be ready. Be ready. Trust God. So just right now, just lift your hands. If you're in, under any kind of financial pressure, I'm telling you now, it's time for that to be destroyed. Now I speak to this debt. You foul spirit of lack and poverty. You have no right in these lives. And I destroy you at the root in the name of Jesus. And I speak to those bank accounts. You live. You rise up. I speak to the finances. You see the seed that has been sown, Father, and you said you're not mocked. I call on that harvest to start coming now. Start pouring in now. We've dug our trenches. Tonight we say the trenches are dug in the valley. Now we know, we don't know where the water's coming from, you do. We don't know where the finances are coming from, you do. And we call on it now, let those trenches be full. In the name of Jesus. There it is, there it is, there it is. Receive, 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 receive. Aha, yeah, I see those accounts overflowing. Oh yes, not room enough to contain this blessing. This blessing is powerful. The anointing of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.